Hi, welcome back to the Healthy Moms Podcast with Katie from wellnessmama.com. Today, Katie sits down again with clinical nutritionist Krista Arecchio, the founder of thewholejourney.com and Gut Thrive M5, a digestive and immune healing program that has helped thousands to heal their gut and digestive issues. Krista mentions bone broth as part of her protocol, and she and Katie both consume broth daily. Until May 30th, you can get 5% off organic, pre-made bone broth from The Brothery, Krista and Katie's recommended bone broth resource, simply by going to wellnessmama.com forward slash broth and using the code wellnessmama5. If you struggle with infertility or gut health issues, Krista has also offered a free copy of her Food as Medicine ebook that includes 180 original recipes. To get a copy of this free resource, join our community at wellnessmama.com forward slash podcast. Let's join them for this episode as Katie and Krista discuss SIBO, protozoa, candida, and other gut infections that can manifest themselves in your health. Krista, welcome back. I'm so excited to have you back for yet another episode, and especially this one, because I think it's really going to help a lot of people deep diving into gut infections, whether it be SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or candida, or the whole lot that people may have never heard of. And we left off in the last episode um, with sort of a general overview of the microbiome, and we were talking about step two in your whole five-step process, which is dealing with the pathogens in the gut. And so I think this is an awesome place to start now because um, we're really going to talk more in depth about these different kind of pathogens and how maybe there's a different type of plan for different type of pathogens. So um, to start off, can you like circle back and talk about your own story a little bit and how you got so involved in gut health? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I, I'm a candida girl. That's kind of how I got into this whole health thing in general is I had, um, raging candida and I was, I wasn't breastfed. I was a cesarean baby. My dad would give us antibiotics instead of a tissue. Every time we sneezed, bless his heart, he thought he was helping, but you know, I was pretty much immune to a lot of different, um, basic antibiotics by the age of six. And, um, really kind of lost my high school years and my early 20s to adrenal fatigue and low thyroid. But by all traditional medical purposes, I was quote unquote healthy, yet I knew I was only operating at maybe 50%. So I went on this um, quest to be able to heal myself of candida and that opened the gateway and I developed a process and a model to really understand the bug, understand the opportunistic infection. And that kind of gave way throughout my practice over the last 10 years of working with people with gut infections to say, hey, we can't just chase the bug. We have to chase the combined genetic material of all of the organisms within the gut, and that's addressing the microbiome. And we have to turn over the genetic code so that it's balanced and it's healthy. And it's like locking it in, in a way where the immune system is now re-educated and can operate almost like getting a brand new operating system. It just operates so much more efficiently and effectively going forward in the future. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of a common story. So many of us um, have gotten to where we are in in health and understanding our own health because of a problem. But I love that, like in your case, you were able to turn your own struggle and what you learned into a process that can now help so many other people hopefully avoid some of those same problems. So um, let's talk about in depth more about those problems, about what are some of the common gut infections that you see. And we were talking about your whole five-step process. So how, um, how do those fit into with the process? of getting rid of the pathogens? And is there a different process for different kinds of infections and how you address those? Yes. So within the five steps, the first step we talked about slashing inflammation and the second step is purging pathogens. And so I found that everybody either leans, you know, basically one of three ways. They either lean towards bacteria and where they would have small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, they have H. pylori, or they lean towards protozoa um, or parasites as it has been a major issue for them or problem or yeast and fungus and candida. And so what what we do in, in our Gut Thrive program is we have our people fill out a customized assessment that's algorithm-based that we've run for two years in before and after lab work to make sure that it's accurate. And that determines the heaviest pathogenic burden on someone's system. And then that will determine, okay, if it's bacterial, if it's protozoal, if it's candida, that then their diet changes to support creating balance for that. Their supplements are then directed towards that and their self-care and cleansing techniques are also directed towards that. But because we're talking about the microbiome, I think all programs address everything. So, so just because it's a heavier it's a heavier, you're leaning more towards bacteria, you still have to address the yeast, you still have to address the protozoa, and you have to do it systematically. And so we have a major, major issue with small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And that's where people are now constantly bloated. They have mental fog and they constipated. We call it inveterate constipation. They have just lost the ability for peristalsis. And so much of it, I would say, is because of different superbugs. And we know that we know how smart bacteria is. And we know we can't just hammer it with antibiotics. It's, it's going to get smarter. We know good bugs can turn bad, bad bugs can turn good, you know? And so all of these, these things are are really important. And we are also, we're also having a problem with the valve. That's the gateway or the checkpoint Charlie between the small intestine and large intestine, which is the colon. When you have SIBO, you have way too much of the bacteria that's in the colon coming up into the small intestine. And when bacteria doesn't belong, it causes a ton of problems. And this is also a major issue. We have we know about the gut brain connection and that, you know, when our gut isn't functioning well, we can't quite think straight. But it's so important with SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth to address the brain gut connection as well, because you want to wake up the brain and re-engage it in that autonomic function to get to the root of the constipation. So you have to do that figure eight, gut, brain, brain, gut when you're talking about SIBO. And um, that's where a lot of the the neuroactivation techniques come into play. I'm sure you're familiar with Datis Karazian's work where he talks a lot about the vagus nerve and gargling and singing and and, and different things that can stimulate the the vagus nerve. And then, um, you know, other things that we need 
do for SIBO are going to be close that ileocecal valve, get that gateway nice and strong by closing that ileocecal valve and also keeping the bacteria moving down. And that's why in our Gut Thrive program, we call them plan essers that, that get put into this plan. They're doing salt flushes because it forces that bacteria to consistently move down throughout the healing process. It's move the bacteria down, close the gateway, and then you reestablish order. And those people, we're going to be very, very careful as to when and if we add in probiotics. They can't handle them like other programs can. And then you go towards people who have had, you know, nasty protozoal infections, whether that be Gerardia from traveling or blastocystis hominis, which is really shown in clinical studies to be a root cause of Hashimoto's thyroiditis. You know, we talk about all disease begins in the gut. And so we, we start to work with different types of protozoa, and parasites, and this is where you would change your diet. For example, pomegranate seeds, you add more of those in. I'm all about food as medicine and pumpkin seeds. You know, they're very powerful purgatives, but then also their plan is going to be heavier in the things that can work like black like black walnut and wormwood, but again, not in amounts that are too high because we want to give the power and directive to the body, which is infinitely wise to, to gently get rid of these guys instead of wage an attack. Because when you wage an attack with botanicals the same way as you could with antibiotics, it's the same thing as war. And you end up killing innocent civilians, which would be your symbiotic good bacteria. And you also end up destroying the land, which is the equivalent of leaky gut. And so we don't want to cause damage in order to do healing. And then we move into candida or the fungal tract for people. A lot of people with chronic eczema and psoriasis, they fall here. A lot of people with Lyme disease fall here. And so this is where you're going to really make sure to use your antipathogenic herbs. So let's say where we're using E. coli in the SIBO plan because it's proven as effective as, as antibiotics at getting rid of E. coli. You know, we're going to be using things like oregano oil. And we're going to be using cilantro and things that cleanse the body of heavy metals at the same time that they're cleansing them from candida. And so um, it's really important to kind of understand your health history and where you fall so that you can address these gut infections. And like we talked about in the last podcast, we can do it gently by interrupting quorum sensing. And when we do that, we interrupt the way that they communicate. And this means less die off, less metabolic waste, less damage to the gut lining and less damage to the immune system. And Katie, I have to say you wrote one of the best blogs I've ever read on the MTHFR genetic mutation, which now 30% of the population has and they have trouble detoxifying. And that's why a lot of cleanses and detoxes make people feel worse. So the new model for cellular healing is as gentle as possible, in my opinion. I absolutely agree. And I mentioned that my husband is um, kind of doing this process right now. He's actually, um, we think, dealing with SIBO based on he had his appendix removed when he was much younger and because they didn't get to it in time, it had actually partially ruptured. And so he had his appendix removed and then um, came home from the hospital. And then a few days later, I had to go back to the hospital because he had a secondary infection from that. And so he had C. diff and he had, I think, a flesh eating bacteria. And so he was on really high dose IV antibiotics for 10 days. And then he was on um, oral antibiotics 
like multi-strain broad spectrum antibiotics for I think like a month after that. So he had a, a huge, as you said, a war on his gut at that point. And even though he eats really healthy and he, you know, does all the right things in that aspect, he had this imbalance in his gut bacteria at that point, which I think now has become full-blown SIBO. And so even though he does eat real food and he does make sure to get sleep and he does a lot of these things correctly, he still had the secondary infection. And so um, we're, like you said, working on this gentle approach right now to help bring that back into balance for him. Um, Can you explain, I know that you talked about quorum sensing just now and also in the last episode, but can you um, delve into a little little bit more? Because I think it's so fascinating and it's something that I haven't really heard from very many sources other than you. And so I would love if you could give people like a little bit more of a deep explanation. Of quorum sensing. Yeah. So back in, I would say the late nineties, early 2000, we started to scientists started to discover microbiologists, how bacteria communicate. And we used to think that they didn't have the ability to form colonies and that they were isolated, which is why we thought, okay, well, antibiotics will just knock them out. But now we realize they do have the ability, they're very communal, to form colonies and live together and build homes and that they don't live in an isolated way and that they have a much more sophisticated way to communicate than we do. And so I call it like a cell phone technology, which is quorum sensing, which is basically like, Katie, if you called me on my cell phone, I wouldn't have to answer the phone. I would just see that you're calling and I know everything you want to tell me and everything you feel about what you want to tell me. It's literally like a USB from your head to mine. So their form of communication is super sophisticated. More than ours, they can get a whole lot done. They can share their genetic code instantly. They can proliferate quickly and life wants to live. That's just the basic survival mentality of every organism in this world. And so if you create a hospitable environment for the pathogens to live, they're going to enjoy that and they're going to set up camp and they're going to stay there and then take over your neighborhood. That's why what we have to do is we now know that we can use different types of herbs in the right amounts and botanicals to interrupt the way they communicate. We change the intestinal terrain and it's a lot more graceful. It's instead of having the cops come to a party and drag people out kicking and screaming, which is going to leave a mess. This is like, hey, you know, we're going to turn off the music and take away the refreshments and we hope they get the hint. It's a much more graceful way to go about it. And so we'll use things like, for example, a low dose of oregano oil, which is going to be working on fungus and bacteria. We'll use adaptogens like schizandra, um, lion's mane, which is a mushroom that also helps with the nervous system and leaky gut throughout the process. Palo de Arco, which is an herb that's a very powerful antiviral golden seal, echinacea. We use things like the black wild carrot or lamation. And so things like clove and black walnut and wintergreen in the really in the right amounts so that it's not, not too much of any one thing, but those, those antipathogenics that we call them for each plan have a heavier bent towards which plan you fall into, but then they can do the work to interrupt quorum sensing and to kind of knock out 
some of the, some of these pathogens and usher them out of the body. And at the same time, you have to use things that break apart biofilms. So if we're going to get, if we're going to kick them out of the house, we have to basically dismantle their house first. So we, I use something called diatomaceous earth and I mix that with a very clean, powerful bentonite clay. Diatomaceous earth is going to dismantle the biofilms. The clay is going to kind of catch the toxins and the heavy metals. And then we're going to usher these guys out of the body. So um, that's kind of that's kind of the strategy there in, in step number two. Yeah, I love it. And as my husband's finding out right now, too, um, there's kind of a different diet during this process as well. Um, even though he already, like I mentioned, he already eats a pretty healthy diet normally, but just some things that he's focusing on, especially right now as part of your program. So can you talk about the diet and then also how like the supplements and diet might change through the different five steps of the process? Right. Yeah. So the diet and supplements change um, through through every step of the process. And when you're getting into your step two, you're going to be using more things that work to get rid of whatever it is you're dealing with. So you come to more antipathogenic. So for example, we've got most people, which maybe you guys, so you're making this already, Katie, is the cleansing pesto where we use oregano and cilantro to um, have your food as medicine. And we're using partially to strengthen the kidneys and dill and really things that work towards antipathogenics. Like for parasites and protozoa, that plan has... Um, as I mentioned, pomegranate seeds, and um, they're snacking on pumpkin seeds, those raw pepitas, and they can have, have pineapple and a little bit of papaya, but really everything is going to be low glycemic outside of that in terms of, of fruit. And so, you know, our candida folks, they're shifting to having more yeast eating foods, the protozoa, parasite people, I mentioned them, and then with... Um, what what your husband is on right now on the plan S and working on the SIBO, that is the most restrictive diet plan because we really just don't want to feed these bugs anymore. And so um, we're we're doing a four day, if I can say that he's on now, four day bone broth fast. And so what that does is that gives a super jump start to starve the bacteria. And especially with SIBO, when you're doing that 16 day fast, you get to do a system reset. You want to get to the point where you get that gurgling in your stomach and that's going to start the autonomic function happening again. And so, um, and it varies, you know, we want to make it very customizable for people who can't fast. There's like an amended food program or for vegans or vegetarians, there's different broths, like a Beeler's broth, a green broth and a vegetarian broth. Um, and then some people, you know, they have a histamine intolerance or they have a glutamine intolerance and they can't handle broth. And so while the diet changes, it's also highly customizable based upon how your body is reacting. And, um, but you're going to be anchored. If you consume meat, you're going to be anchored by pasture raised, high quality protein. You're going to be using a lot of coconut products because they're such powerful antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial so we really want to make sure that you're having coconut oil, you know, at least once, if not twice throughout the day and um, try to get as much nutrition as possible in smoothies and really keeping the starches super low. And that's going to be important for all plans, but especially plan S, because we want to get rid of, we don't, we want to be able to 
have you feel good and feed your thyroid and adrenals without feeding the bugs. So that's where resistant starch comes into play because it works really well. So like a half a green banana in your smoothie or the unmodified raw potato flour. We like to use cassava, making um, tortillas out of cassava or um, we have a gut thrive pancake or butternut squash pancakes. So using the right types of starches are going to be really important throughout the whole process. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how it's just like minor changes. It's not for most people, if they're already eating a pretty real food diet, it's not going to be a drastic change. It's a lot about timing and adding in certain herbs. And you're really good about tying all of that together. Um, And so that you've talked about all the different steps of your gut thrive program, but to kind of review, can you just like walk us through a broad overview of step one is this step two is this so that people can kind of tie it all together in their head? Absolutely. Step one is slashing inflammation. So the diet shifts. Step two is purging pathogens. Step three is reseeding the gut with good bacteria. I am anti-probiotics until we get to this point. Um, That's going to be really important. Uh, Step four is healing leaky gut and optimizing hydrochloric acid. That is a very important step that I I missed in my early practice years. And if you want long-term healing, it's very, very important to optimize HCL so you don't leave yourself susceptible for recurrence of things. And then step five is going to be your 80-20 balance. And that's really how do you live and and go forward from this process. And so within that, within step four and all the way through step five, we do something called terraforming. And this term came from Star Trek, and it just means to take a formerly inhabitable land and create sustainable, habitable life. And so you're going to be doing this once you, basically it's like a garden. Once you do the weeding, then you plant the seeds. It doesn't mean you have perfect gut health after that. You have to feed and water and nurture those seeds for a few months afterwards, and that's terraforming, and we, we start to feed these seeds with fiber and the right types of probiotics and eventually work people off the supplements. So you create this self-sustaining ecosystem within the gut. Now you're manufacturing a lot of your own vitamins. You're not relying on supplements as much. And it's, it's as close as you can get in my opinion to being, you know, superhuman. (laughs) That's awesome. I, I love it. And especially because, um, like going through with my husband right now and seeing his progress, just realizing that each of these different steps has a, a finite amount of time, which I think is so helpful because for those who struggle with different gut issues, it can seem like it's never going to get better or that it's going to take forever to finally heal your gut. And most people just try to address it with probiotics, especially if they're just trying to understand gut health for the first time. And so I love that you have it broken down into such clear cut steps that make it easy to follow. And also that the person knows there's an end time, which I think in any kind of health change, just knowing when the next thing's going to happen or when there's going to be an end to what you're currently doing helps stick with it so much more. Um, can you also talk about, I know you've had some amazing results with people that you've worked with on this. So since the gut's tied into all aspects of health, can you talk a little bit about some of the amazing things you've seen in people's own health changes with this kind of a program? Yeah, I could. Absolutely. So we've, in the last like 15 months, we've taken about 4,000 people through this Gut Thrive and Five process. And we've seen dramatic reduction, if not complete reversal of thyroid antibodies. We've seen people who have been weight loss resistant for decades 
start to lose inflammation, like 30 pounds on Gut Thrive program when nothing they've done for decades before has helped because it releases that cellular inflammation and it turns over the genetic code. And so the same way as having your gut bacteria work for you instead of against you, you know, if you're the type of person that can smell, you know, the donut down the street and gain five pounds, then you know, it's not your fault if you're eating healthy and you're not able to lose weight. It's the gut bacteria that's working against you. And that goes for metabolic syndrome, diabetes. And then, you know, we have a major problem with autoimmunity where people have alopecia and celiac and they have Hashimoto's and they have fibromyalgia and they have all of these things. And one autoimmune disease opens the confusion gateway and it begets a second and a third. And so we've got a lot of gut drivers that have come to us, you know, where they've nothing else has worked and they go through this process, they re-educate their immune system. Now their body can turn off that switch and they're having a reduction in everything. So now they're not coming back when their labs are being run. They're not coming back with these, with these inflammatory markers. It's probably the biggest thing. The immune cytokines have tremendously dropped down and this is a sign you're reversing autoimmune disease. Um, I've had um, one friend who went through the program who had huge bald patches all over his head from alopecia, and the doctors told him it might take two years or more to get rid of, which is is hard to tolerate. You're, you know, it's hard to get out into the world when you feel like that. And within eight weeks, his hair was 100% restored. And we hear that with eczema and psoriasis. So lots of things. I just think it helps people get their lives back where they otherwise couldn't heal from adrenal fatigue because the gut infection is sabotaging all the work on their adrenals or, you know, migraines are gone, insomnia is gone, and people who have had chronic colitis or Crohn's or, you know, we've got a lot of stories coming in of, you know, on my 20-mile drive to work, I knew every bathroom on the freeway because I had to stop five times. And I went from going to the bathroom 17 to 20 times a day to just one or two or three bowel movements that are normal and formed. That is life-changing. And it translates to now I can play with my kids. Now I can show up for my relationships. Now I can really see what I want to do creatively in the world and I have the energy to execute it. So this is, we share these with our team all the time because it's why we do what we do. Yeah. I love hearing stories like that. It's awesome. And I love that you mentioned um, autoimmunity as well, because that's going to be the topic of the next episode is really deep diving into that. Um, and I know this is becoming an increasingly big issue across all types of autoimmune disease. And a lot of people listening probably struggle with that maybe in some form or another, a lot of them may be Hashimoto's or other autoimmune issues. So um, thank you for your time in this episode. And I would encourage everybody listening to join us again in the next episode to really learn more about the autoimmune and leaky gut connection and the additional factors that can help support the autoimmune um, factor there. So thanks, Krista, for being here. And I'll talk to you again in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Moms podcast. We hope you'll join us again next time. Remember to grab a free copy of Krista's Food as Medicine ebook with 180 recipes for gut health by going to wellnessmama.com forward slash podcast. In the show notes for this episode, you can also sign up to receive her free video series about gut health. Until May 30th, you can get 5% off organic pre-made bone broth from the brothery 
Krista and Katie's recommended bone broth resource simply by going to wellnessmama.com forward slash broth and using the code wellnessmama5. Join us next Monday for another great episode of the Healthy Moms podcast. Have a healthy week. Thank you.